Hello, this is Bill Vitell for some wisdom for your walk. Proverbs one twenty three says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you and will make known my words unto you. But then shortly thereafter is the following passage. He basically says, If you refuse to hear my word, then when you want it, you won't find it. But God is deeply concerned with the souls of men. God loves you. Uh, if any person goes to hell, they'll have to go to hell over four major obstacles that God has placed in their way. God has made it seriously plain that he wants you to be saved. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not sight concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us who are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I think that's clear enough, but there's more. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God. Listen to this. Who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. That blows the Calvinistic theory that only God died for an appointed few. He died for the whole world, whether they believe or not. Uh, in 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, He is a propitiation for our sins. Not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. If the world would believe, they all could be saved. But they must believe. He's given His only begotten Son to satisfy our debt of sin. In Romans chapter 5, For when we were yet without strength, and in due time Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. I believe that's one of the major underlying fundamentals of the rapture, being saved from the wrath of God. If the church goes through the tribulation, it would seem like it would be going under what they call double jeopardy, being judged twice for their sin, but they'll not be. For the sin of our sins by faith in Christ have been judged in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, he says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So the provision for your eternal salvation and restoration to God has been already made. No other sacrifice, no other religious duty, no other payment can be made. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it. It's finished. But now God calls on sinners to come to him in repentance and faith and receive the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are four calls, if I may say it this way, of God to the lost. The first call is the inward call. This is that empty spot, that void, a hole in the shape of God has been said that only he can fill. Money won't fill it. Fame won't fill it. Long life won't fill it. Possessions won't fill it. Beauty won't fill it. Nothing can fill it. Now, you may, you get, I hope you're wise enough to believe that and not have to work that out your whole lifetime. I've met people at the end of life who had, had all of those things I mentioned were very dissatisfied and were some of the most unhappy people in the world. I've met people who had none of those things that had Christ as their Savior were some of the happiest people in the world, especially towards the end of their life when they've trusted Christ. A light Christ, when, when, well, a life in Christ is without regrets. really is. You never regret serving God. You never regret reading your Bible. You never regret when you went to church and heard people pre heard God's men preach. You never regret following the Bible when, when you uh, were convicted to obey it. You, the, the things of God are without regret. 
But think about sin. Everything has regret in sin. Everything. And hurts you. And God is calling, God is calling people inwardly to, to uh, come to him. This is in every human being. No one escapes it. It can be, it can be hardened, ignored, rejected, re-educated possibly. And you can lie to yourself, but it will come back in an emergency. I've been to many uh, head-on collisions uh, that God had me just be behind the guy that got hit. And I'm the first one on the scene holding the bloody, broken neck individual, trying to hold them, keep allowing them to continue to breathe. It's a gory situation. And I hear him say, oh, God, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, God, help me. And then I hear this awful statement. Is this really happening to me? Is this really happening to me? Oh, dear one, don't miss Jesus Christ as your Savior to someday when you're standing before the judgment, great white throne judgment to be cast into hell, you say, is this really happening to me? Is it really? Be right with God now. Why you can make the decisions now, God inwardly calls you with that empty void, with that empty spot. God calls you to himself. Pick it up. Take it. God's inward call has inspired thousands of, of religious efforts, but in the wrong direction. You see through archaeology by the thousands of pyramids in Peru, the pyramids in Egypt, the holy shrines all over the world, but not going God's way, going Cain's way. There are basically two ways to God. Abel, the two sons of, of Adam. You have Abel, which believed God and did what he said and brought the right offering. And you have Cain, who did it his way. Like old Frank Sinatra said years ago, I did it my way and missed God and was cursed. Which, way, which family are you in? The Abel, Abel or believe in God and doing it his way? Or are you in Cain's family uh, doing it your way? That's the, basically the two families, <coughs> excuse me, the two families of, the, of earth. Cain's family, Abel's family. You see Cain is outnumbered Abel by the uh, evidence of the religious temples scattered throughout the world trying to go their own way or some other way other than God's way. So you have the inward call of God. Then you have the outward call of God. What is that? Well, Jesus' death resurrection for the sinner will do him no good unless he hears about it. In Romans chapter 10, 14, it says, how then can they call on him whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? You and I are, are part of the outward call. That's a gospel track or gospel spoken in word or the gospel in visual form. Uh, somewhere or another through preaching, teaching, sharing, you share the gospel. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the preaching of the cross and them the perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So you have the inward call, the outward call, the preaching of the Bible, the availability of the word of God to the sinner. Third, the third call is you have the upward call. This is the blessed Holy Spirit of God confirming, explaining, convincing, and teaching the hearer of the word of God that it is true. <clears throat> I mean, we go, I preach all kinds of places, and I hear uh, people come up to me and say, Oh, preacher Bill, God's convicted me. God's, God's told me that what you're saying is true. Well, you can't do that. I don't have any power to do that. That's the uh, upward call of God to them. It says in John 6, 44, No man can come to me 
except the Father which has sent me, draw him, and I'll raise him up the last day. Oh, I like that. I like that. God is not willing that any should perish, and I say it again, calls on every man somewhere, somehow, in an effort to persuade him to turn. Everyone. You have the inward call, that's your conscience. You have the up, outward call, that's the spoken, read, or communicated word of God. You have the upward call, the uh, blessed Holy Spirit wooing. So you have the inward call, the outward call, the upward call. And lastly, we have the downward call. This may be the most sobering of all the calls. In Luke chapter 16, we have the rich man Lazarus. Most of you know the story. And in, in this rich man finds himself in a place of torment. And the, the uh, Lazarus, the, the poor guy, finds himself in a place called paradise with Abraham. And they have this dialogue back and forth. Jesus' words, by the way. Luke 16, 27, he says, uh, Then he said, I pray thee, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, that is, Lazarus. I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also should come into the, this place of torment. Here this man in, in Hades has a concern for the lost. This is the downward call. Every man, this, every woman, every man, every human being that's died and gone to hell um, wants their brethren or people that they know aren't dead yet, aren't there yet to be saved. They have an evangelistic fervor. It's been said if a person would be allowed to come out of hell, he'd be the most hellfire and damnation preacher you ever saw. I believe it to be true. But why can't we just do that with a simple faith that there is a hell? as Jesus spoke so clearly about. We shouldn't squabble over theology or argue over confrontational evangelism or care whether really a person is Calvinistic or Arminian. Uh, we, we just simply want them to be saved and know Christ as their personal Savior. Of course, my, my dear brothers, these people can't communicate. He, he couldn't communicate to his five brothers. And, and, and he, he argued with Abraham. He says, well, if Lazarus is, you know, one raised from the dead, go back, talk to him. Well, they believe. He said, if they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't believe even if one was, when came back raised from the dead. What, a, what an insightful statement that is. People say, if Jesus would make himself known to me through a miracle, I'd believe. Well, would you? Would you? If you won't believe the Bible, that's Moses and the prophets, you won't believe the witness, of the Bible, you won't believe if one came literally back from the dead and told you it was true. So we have the inward call, that's your conscience. You have the outward call, the spoken or written word of God. You have the upward call, the still small voice of God, the blessed Holy Spirit. And lastly, the downward call of those in hell who wish that you would turn to Christ and be saved. My brethren, let's be evangelistic and on fire for God and understand these four calls of God to the lost person.